If the Pelicans get lucky and land the number one overall pick, do they take Victor Wembinyama or are suddenly bigger trades an option for the Pelicans? Let's break it down in Friday's episode of Locked on Pels. Let's go. You are Locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans at NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Friday final show of the week. We got a big one here. What would happen if the Pelicans get lucky and land the number one overall pick? Are you drafting Victor Wembanyama and calling it a day? Or are you looking to burn up the trade lines and see who you could bring in to help the Pelicans compete right now? I'll let you know what I think the team will do in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're completely free, breaking down every single thing you want to know about this Pelicans team, including what they would do Things really, really, really went their way with the number one overall pick. If you want to support the channel, become an everyday or listen Monday through Friday and comment down below on YouTube. On Monday's show, we're going to look at who's staying and who's going from this Pelicans roster as we start to get towards the draft and free agency coming up here uh, in the next like two months. So let's look towards the draft here. And if you go to tankathon.com, you can see the Pelicans' odds to land the number one overall pick. They're not good. The Pelicans have a 0.5% chance to land the number one overall pick. That is not a 5% chance. That is half a percent chance. Essentially, what it means is one out of every 200 times, they win the draft lottery and land the number one overall pick. Doesn't sound terrible. But it's pretty bad, and these are the worst odds out of any team there. The Pelicans sit at 14. They have a 2.4 chance to jump into the top four, but that's less interesting because at the top of this draft is a generational prospect. It's as simple as that. Victor Wimbenyama from France. This is probably the best prospect we've seen come into the NBA since Zion, since Anthony Davis, since LeBron James. And he's maybe got a higher ceiling, honestly, than Zion or Anthony Davis do. This is a guy that, if health goes his way, has just such a high ceiling to be one of the greatest players of all time. When you watch this guy play, he is that good. So if the Pelicans hit that 0.5% chance, jump up, yeah, you're going to probably end up taking Victor Wimbanyama. We don't need to overthink this. We'll get into some trades with the number one overall pick in the next segment. I got some names you might be really interested in. But when you look at Wemby, he's really a perfect complement to Zion. Every team wants a guy like this. His numbers are ridiculous. He is just truly that Good. 21.3 points per game, 10 rebounds, 2.2 assists, 3.2 blocks. He can shoot threes. He can get to the line and has a good free throw stroke. And it looks like 
even though his three-point shooting at 30% isn't good, it looks like it's going to project to the NBA level. His form is pretty good. This is a guy who, with time, should be just an elite player. He's a center, seven foot three with an eight-foot wingspan. He blocks shots and gives you rim protection and defending. Perfect next to Zion Williamson. He can play offense on the perimeter, launch threes, and drive an attack. Perfect next to Zion Williamson. This is a guy that just fits, and he does some wild, wild things that you can see. Look at his highlights, and you're going to be just blown away by what this guy does. He has a floater from behind the three-point line. Think about that for a second. He can hit every kind of shot. He can be an elite post player down low, and defensively, he can just kind of do everything. There, when you look at his game, there's room for him to improve all of those areas. The main area he needs to improve is working on his offhand, but that's really about it. You know, he needs to be aggressive in the NBA and not settle for jumpers, and he should be able to do that. He is just that elite of a prospect that fits well around Zion Williamson. It is, I think it's tougher to build a team around an elite big man than it is an elite perimeter player, unless that big man happens to be like Giannis. You know, it was tough for the Pelicans to build around Anthony Davis because he wasn't a center. So do you need to bring in a center? Can you force him to play center? And then you need more shooting around him, which means you can't get really one-dimensional guards or things like that. Whereas if you have an elite guard and they're your go-to scorer, the big men become not as important. You just need them to rim protect and grab boards and that's about it. And it's not really the same when you have a big man. So it's tough to build around him. That I think is something that actively hurt New Orleans trying to build around Anthony Davis. And then when they found the right big man to pair him with in DeMarcus Cousins, well, we know what happened with the injuries there. So you get one and one is available to you with you getting lucky and jumping up to the top of the draft. Yeah, you take Victor Wenbinyama. He's going to be a good three-point shooter. He gives you rim protection. He gives you rebounding. He's not a playmaker, but he's a scorer, and that'll be fine. You can put him on the perimeter, and teams are going to have to kind of defend him. I don't even know if I would because, well, you can't really defend his jumper. This is a guy who, when he elevates on that with his height and his eight-foot wingspan, it's essentially an unblockable jump shot, right? The great thing is, can you just put a body on him and maybe make him uncomfortable? But he can hit all of those shots off movement too. He can do them in pick and pops. He can do them off relocations. He can do them off sidesteps. Y'all, this dude is a very, very, very special player. And so if the Pelicans get the number one overall pick, they're going to they're gonna take him. I would be annoyed if they didn't take him. And I would say it's probably the wrong move. This is a guy who can give you a lot of sustainability going forward to use a favorite word of the New Orleans Pelicans. He's that good. And he fits next to Zion and it makes this team an instant contender for years to come. It would be the best thing that could happen to this franchise right now. But let's say they were to trade it. All of a sudden now, you're not looking for these kind of minor tweak around the edges moves. You trade the number one overall pick with a generational talent coming in. You can get Almost anyone you want, I think. But let's look at some that are on the more realistic side. You're not going to get Steph Curry. You're not going to get Kevin Durant. But could you get Mikel Bridges? What about 
Carl Anthony Towns, Desmond Bain, all of a sudden guys that aren't on the table for New Orleans become on the table. And that's a way to remake your roster and become competitive very quickly. Let's look at some of those names coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by eBay Motors. I work on all my cars, just put all new brakes and everything on a near 50-year-old car, and they all fit perfectly, and it made my life easier. And that's why I shop at eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage, look for the green check to know the part will fit, or your money back. Because if it's off by a little bit, it's not fitting on your car, means the car's not running, not driving, or it's unsafe. And that's not a situation you want in to be in. You want those working for you. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you can get your ride driving again in no time. And you get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team, looking at what they would do if they had the chance to draft Victor Wembinyama. They probably draft him, but you could trade that pick too. And that's what I want to look at for the New Orleans Pelicans coming up in this segment. And now for your second listen today, go listen to Locked On Saints. Ross Jackson still making sense of everything from the draft. What is the team going to look like next year? How does Derek Carr impact everything? Locked On Saints, daily black and gold talk, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure they're your second listen. And if you want to be an everydayer of Locked On Pelicans coming on Monday, who's staying, who's going? Is there maybe a surprising name they should look at bringing back to the roster next year? All of that coming on Monday and a ton more shows next week. So if the Pelicans get the number one overall pick, like don't overthink it. Draft Victor Wimbanyama. He's really, really good. He's really good. He fits perfectly next to Zion Williamson. But say you want to trade it. Maybe you don't think he's NBA ready now. He's probably NBA ready now. I think you could move that pick and all of a sudden it gets like a whole new world when it comes to guys that you could get for this. So let's look at some names here. The Pelicans have a bunch of first round picks. They have some interesting guys they could trade. But if they're not going to move Brandon Ingram, Zion, or CJ, if they're not going to move Trey Murphy, you're a little bit limited and you're going to need to include a lot of picks. And maybe those picks aren't the most interesting things to certain teams. So you're not going to be able to get a guy like Mikel Bridges from the, well, now on the Brooklyn Nets. They won't trade him, not even for four first-round picks. You would have to probably include first-round picks with Brandon Ingram to get Bridges in. But all of a sudden, with the number one overall pick, you can probably get Bridges from the Brooklyn Nets. And since the trade for Kevin Durant sent him over kind of as a centerpiece of a, as a player to Brooklyn, he was outstanding. He was outstanding as the number one option there. 26 points per game. assists, 4.5 rebounds, shot 37.6%, 38% from three on good volume, was an elite scorer. He's also one of the best two-way wings in the league with good size and a very good wingspan. And he plays games. That's an important thing. He played 83 games in the regular season this year. The regular season's 82 games. Played 82 games last year. He has basically played every single game he could in the NBA since he's been in the league. 
That is the type of guy the Pelicans could use. And as a guy that would have been previously untouchable for him, all of a sudden now, you get the number one overall pick, he's on the table and is easily acquirable, plus maybe other things from the Brooklyn Nets. You could probably get Bridges. Nick Claxton as a backup big man, I think, could be kind of useful for this team too. And maybe just for fun, throw Cam Thomas in there because it's not like they use him all that often or really want him. You want your go-to score off the bench, let's say? Cam Thomas could definitely fill that role. So you could trade the number one overall pick for Bridges, Cam Thomas, and Nick Claxton. And I think all of a sudden you start looking at that and go, okay, this team looks way more competitive. All of a sudden you add depth, you add that other star player you kind of need that gives you some future sustainability should someone walk or retire in the future. And that trade looks pretty good. You could potentially go bigger than that, though. If you want to go in terms of a big man that looks like he could pair well alongside Zion Williamson, reach out to Utah and give them a call about Larry Markkinen. But not just Larry Markkinen. You could do Larry Markkinen and I'm completely in Jordan Clarkson to give you that score off the bench that you need. You could probably get them to even throw in Walker Kessler, who looks like he will be a long-term starting center and defensive anchor for very many teams. You could get quite a haul of players. And all of a sudden, that team with Walker Kessler as your starting center and the rim protection that he provides and the rebounding that he provides without needing to be a big offensive piece, perfect. Larry Markkinen, either six-man off the bench or starter to you know, start him at center or something like that, even though that's really not what he is, and, and see what he does. That could work really well, too, or just start up kind of on the wing and move Brandon Ingram to the backcourt. That, I think, could really, really work for the team. And then you get some scoring with Clarkson. So all of a sudden, this trade looks much more massive, much more impressive for New Orleans. You're adding the depth. You're filling many, many holes in a deal that, no, four first-round picks wouldn't get you all of those guys or anything close to that before. You could even, and I get a little bit nervous about this with the division rival in the Memphis Grizzlies. You want to really shake things up. Can I interest you in a guy like Desmond Bain? I I think he is a borderline at times all-NBA guy. I think he is that talented of a scorer and that good of a shooter. 21.5 points per game last season, 40.1% from three. For his career in the three seasons he's played, 42.5% from three on six attempts per game. He can handle the ball, take some pressure off of C.J. McCollum that way too, and... Gives you pretty good rebounding. Can play the two guard, plays out on the wing a little bit as well. I love that idea. He's good defensively. You maybe bring in someone else from that Memphis team where you move some other pieces around. Not Dylan Brooks whatsoever when it comes to that. You know, maybe get a guy like Luke Kennard, who's another guy that can shoot and give you more, more scoring and more court spacing that way. All of this, I think, makes a lot of sense for the Pelicans really to try. So you get that number one overall pick, and you want to try and trade at other teams, that's where you get the haul of players from. And that's where you have the depth and the top-end talent to be as competitive as you possibly can. And we'd be looking at the Pelicans as the overwhelming favorite, I think, to win the NBA title. Should they make a move for someone like that? Let me know in the comments down below. Is it Bain? Is it Bridges? Is it Markkinen? Is there someone else out there you think the Pelicans could get or should get? I don't think you're going to get Steph. You're not going to get Giannis. You're not going to get, 
you know, probably the top 10% of guys in the league. You're not going to get Devin Booker, right? You could get you could get Damian Lillard, I think. You couldn't get Luka. I don't think you could get Shea Gilgis-Alexander either. You could get Carl Anthony Towns, who I'm not interested in whatsoever. You know, I don't know if Sa- Sacramento would probably trade one of their guys for him too. Denver's not going to give you Jokic. There's no one on Houston that I want. No one really on the Spurs that I want. No one on Detroit. No one really on Charlotte. Orlando Bancaro, maybe, maybe not, right? Bradley Beal from the Wizards. I'm literally just looking at all the teams and you can kind of get anyone. Would the Indiana Pacers give you Tyrese Halliburton and Miles Turner? I think so. Very easily, actually. Anyone in Chicago? Yeah, probably. Toronto? Maybe Pascal Siakam could be had. Let's just skip Atlanta. Miami's probably not doing much. We already looked at Brooklyn. Knicks, no one truly excites me there. Cavaliers, if you get Mobley and someone else, I think would be fun. Embiid's not being moved. The Tatum and Brown are being moved uh, from Boston. So it, it rules out, I think, those top 10% of guys in the NBA. But basically everyone else is on the table. And that's kind of exciting for what the Pelicans could do if they wanted to move the pick. So what will they do? If they get it, what would they do? I'll explain coming up in the next segment and explain how big of a deal this would be for the Pelicans going forward. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday. No one else comes to you like this, breaking down everything you want to know, including a franchise potential franchise-changing moment. If it ends up happening and the, the lottery is less than two weeks away now, Y'all heard it on this show first and everything and what it means for the team and what their options are going to be. When I'm recording this, it's 12 days, 2 hours, 27 minutes, and 26 seconds left. I'm excited. We'll probably be live on the channel at some point on that day. So this would... Oh, by the way, if you're an everydayer, listen to Lockdown Pelicans Monday through Friday, the whole thing. No no one else comes to you like this, blah, 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 blah. If you want to be an everydayer, and you should be an everydayer, Monday we're going to look at who the Pelicans are going to keep, who's going to go, and maybe someone they should consider keeping. It's it's growing on me a little bit, and it's a name you, you might be kind of surprised by. And comment down below on YouTube. Let me know who the top trade target, should they trade it, or should they just draft Wimbenyama? What do you think? So this would be, what's going to happen if they end up with the number one overall pick is they're going to take Victor Wimbenyama. I don't think they'd trade it. I think it's fun to talk about those trades. I like all of those trades, and I think all of those trades are very realistic all of a sudden, but I think they would keep it. I think the fit with Zion Williamson is just that good that you can't say no to something like that, and it gives you more future sustainability should someone eventually leave, whether that's Brandon Ingram, and he's going to be contract extension eligible. You know, maybe CJ's kind of on the downswing of his career, though he's not like old. You never know. You know, or maybe Zion is upset and wants to bounce. I don't, who knows what's going on there right now. And you have Victor Wimbenyama for at least seven, eight years. You're good for a little bit because he looks to be that big of a player, that game changer, that good of a prospect. And so I think you keep that, right? It kind of gives you a, a link to the future, a bridge to the future, you know, whatever that future might be. And it gives you a little bit more safety in the future that as long as you have him, you're never going to really need to bottom out. So this team will be competitive. So that's ultimately what I think the Pelicans will end up doing. And he's cheap and cost controlled for a team that's looking to push towards the luxury tax next year because they don't have a lot of money to spend even by letting some of these guys walk. So Victor drafting Victor Wembenyama is what they would end up doing. 
I feel very confident in saying that, but who knows? It would be, just think about that for a moment. How big, important it would be for the franchise should that actually occur. Again, one out of every 200 spins, chances. It's not great, but it's not like it not couldn't happen. I think the highest a team has jumped up is Chicago to draft Derrick Rose. I don't remember what they were are there past drafts on here where i can see past draft results we can try and find that if i can really move back um we're gonna have to go back a minute on that one Derek rose full draft they jumped up eight spots so they were nine so there and the lottery odds are slightly different i'm doing this kind of in the moment here interesting to kind of look at all of that as they jumped up in the 2008 and be of who did the pelicans draft there did they even draft anyone well then the hornets and that's probably they um, oh, that is confusing because they use the current logos and all of that. And it wasn't Alexia Jensen was a first round pick. I didn't even realize that. That makes me not thrilled about things, huh? Not, not thrilled about things at all. I can't find the Pelicans logo on here. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, I think that's who they, they end up drafting him and it's going to be very unlikely that he moves up like that. And there's just not a whole lot that the Pelicans are going to be able to do to improve that. You're not going to be able to trade for that pick or anything like that to acquire it yourself unless that team really wants to. And if the Pelicans don't get it, I don't see that moving whatsoever, but it would be a game changer for the franchise linked to the future, as I was saying, and would make them competitive now. And just give them so much more flexibility. And as I've said, I think it's tough to build around a big man like Zion Williamson, but you'd be able to do that definitely, definitely with the right center. And that's who Victor Wembenyama is. The fit's too perfect to really trade that. You're never going to get a better shot at this. And as we said in yesterday's show, you don't give up on top end talent because when they have the chance to be in an NBA MVP or even above that is what we're looking at with Victor Wimbanyama. You know, he hasn't played a game in the NBA, all that, but this dude's talent is through the roof. You don't pass that up. You just don't pass that up. So I think they would draft him. Let me know though. Would you draft him? Would you trade him? Who would you try and trade him for? Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with y'all on Monday.